Hey everybody, this is Elle. And I'm Crystal. And we're Alternative Interests. And we are going to go over the theories of our last episode about Kyron, um, who has been missing now for 10 years. And there's honestly been nobody labeled an actual like legitimate suspect in this yeah so so if for some reason this is your first episode you might want to go back and listen to episode 10 first because this is part two yeah this is this is part two of that so should we jump in or yeah uh do you want to start by outlining what all the theories are and then we can dive into each one individually yes i can do that okay so uh a lot of this, uh, the biggest main theory that everybody has of Kyron's disappearance, it has been uh, his stepmom, Terry, and his, she's like the one that a lot of people and Kyron's biological mom thinks it is, but the police never actually named her a suspect. The second one would be him running off would be uh was another theory that people had Mm -hmm. because he had a tendency to wander (laughs) he was one of those kids and then another theory has been somebody somebody in the school like took him somehow or there was an actual like somebody who volunteered that day at the science fair abducted him so those are like the theories yeah and yeah, what else, how else do you want me to go over them? <laughs> well, I guess we may need to dig into Terry's timeline a little bit more because there was a lot of stuff you didn't mention. Oh, yes, last yes. Last time. Yes, yes. I'll kind of go over her timeline the day that Kyron went missing. So just like a really brief overview of... Kyron and kind of like the case itself. Kyron was seven years old in seventh grade. He went missing on second grade, not oh, seventh. Second grade because he was seven years old <laughs> in second grade. <laughs> I'm getting my numbers mixed up, guys. He disappeared on June 4th of 2010. It was the day of their science fair. And so the school itself was really crazy that day. The science fair exhibits where all the kids could go down to the gym and look at all the projects went from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then after 10, the day was supposed to go as n- normal until the talent show was from 1 to 2.45 and then school got out at 3, I guess. So a lot of people think Kyron's stepmom, Terry, did it. So I actually found a lot of information that really leads me not to believe that, well, leads me to believe that she didn't do it. Uh, just because of her timeline of that morning. And a lot of people think because she had a sick daughter and she was going and getting medication for her and stuff like that. And just kind of where everything was. (laughs) Well, so I think the main thing that people, the reason that people believe that she did it is because she was so shady in the beginning. Her story kept changing. She, there was just, and her behavior was weird. Like, even now, I'm going to say that she did not behave like someone who was missing her little boy. Yeah. I do have to say, like, it's almost everybody behaves differently for certain things. 
Like, well, so yeah, I, I totally get. Like, we can't say like I would do that because if we're in that situation, we we're gonna behave differently. But it's like she, her life hadn't even changed. Yeah, which honestly, I think that is the only like weird thing I think about her. Where if like if the police were to find out somehow she was involved, I'd be like, okay. Not I, surprised. I not surprised because of the way she was acting. But the fact that if you actually look from what I was digging and everything, there really wasn't too much motive that can be proved. Right. So there's a lot of rumors about motive. Yeah. But there's nothing solid that actually talks about, like, none of the rumors are founded. Yeah. There's no actual, like, proof of that certain things were happening if they were and the fact that the police even because she took three lie detector tests over the span of like that first year and the fact that police the first one she failed and then the last well walked out of the second one third one was inconclusive so I think we're jumping around a lot. Let's, oh, let's start with let's, Terry's timeline. Let's start for the with day. the timeline. So if you want, I can go over the timeline and we can kind of pick it apart. Yeah, sure. So that morning, uh, typically Terry would drive Kyron to. No, typically Terry would take him to the bus stop in the morning. Yeah. But that day, because of the science fair, she drove him so that she could see his project, see him with the project, help him set Pictures. it up. Uh, she took a few pictures, yeah. And at approximately, I want to say it was 8.45, she – I don't have notes pulled up. Oh. So, um, it, was it 8.45, she, she saw Kyron walking towards his classroom? Yes. Okay. So, at that point, Kyron is walking towards his classroom, waves goodbye. She turns around and walks out of the school. Yeah. She did not see Kyron enter the room, but she thinks like she he was yeah. basically there. He yeah. was in front of the door. And I actually found an outline like wow, I went digging. <laughs> I found what the actual like map of the school looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's possible for her to stand in front of those doors from where his class was and then just turn around and walk out. Yeah. Not think anything of it. Yeah. I was, thought that was very I was just like, oh well, because I was picturing this big school and it's Teeny, no, teeny, it's tiny. a tiny school. So I actually saw that it was um it was an IB school, which is I didn't know what this was until my senior year of high school. So there are two different types of advanced placement courses when you mm-hmm. go through school. There's AP, which is advanced placement, which you can actually get college credits for. Mm-hmm. And then there's IB, which is actually, I don't know what it stands for, but it's more philosophical. You can't get college credit for IB courses, but they are advanced. They teach you a different kind of thinking and they're meant for students who are more advanced. So this tiny little school was aimed for IB students and it was for kindergarten through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason this school is so small is only the gifted students that went there. Aww. So it was a, a tiny school full of smart kids, which is I was really confused why a second grader was doing a science <laughs> fair. But now knowing that they're a, a gifted school yeah. makes sense to me. And his from like what I've seen, his science project was actually very 
nicely done. I'm I'm gonna give him props for that. Like well, round of applause. How much of it did Terry do? Uh, she said she guided him, and this is like from a Facebook post, so it was like a screen cut of it because mm-hmm. I don't know if her Facebook is still private, but somebody took like a screenshot of it. It was of his science project, like part of it, and she said he's done this so far all on his own. She's like, all I've given him was like directions. Right, but every single parent in the history of ever says that <laughs> does work on their kid's science fair project. That's I, just how it goes. I kind of want to, I just kind of really hope he was that smart of a kid. Okay. I, I really, I really want to believe that. Okay. But even, <laughs> even in second grade, that's yeah. a lot to do by yourself. Yeah. Anyway, more important things. Yeah. He's, a, he's a smart kiddo. So Ted, for some reason, attendance wasn't taken until 10 a.m. I don't know what Kyron's... Did you see anything that said what Kyron's plan was between 8.45 and 10? So between 8 uh, and 10, kids were supposed to be able like get chaperoned around the science fair. Right. That's what was going on. So he was supposed to be in a group walking around the science fair. Kind of like with his class, I guess. So that makes sense why people are blaming Terry because she took him out of a group. Like, he should have been with a group that took him up to his classroom. She voluntarily brought him up there and then left him. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that people blame Terry for that because she broke protocol and that's where the first kink in the timeline happens. Yeah. So after 10 a.m., Kyron is marked absent. Because that's when the regular day started for the school. Mm-hmm. And no one can give a solid timeline for the last time Kyron was seen. There's There's been a lot of mixed reports, especially from the police and the news sources. So even today, it's really hard to tell. Yeah, it's kind of a mess. And that's, it's hard to keep a straight story i mean i guess if you like look they said this the first time then it changed to this then it because i mean things can like develop that way but well and it's so first it was that terry was the last person to see him because that's what they knew of later in the day when they finally reported him missing but then someone claimed they saw him closer to 9 or 9.30, right? Yeah. That's where I was just like, okay, well, if these kids are... And, like, I don't know. I can't remember if there's also one by a teacher or by a staff member who said they saw him after Terry already left. So the staff member actually said they saw him before the science fair with Terry. Yeah, that was the... Not the principal... I think it was the principal. I think it was her t- his teacher. No, uh, it was the head. It was the principal, I'm pretty sure, was at the science fair and he saw Terry take the picture of Kyron in front of his... Oh, no, I'm talking about the teacher actually said she saw Kyron with his mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. That one, and yeah. so that confused me why he would be marked absent also. Because he was there. <laughs> well, and then I saw something on, I believe it was Websleuth, where an actual teacher came out and said, hey, I'm a teacher and science fair day is so crazy <laughs> that unless you actually go and you have a conversation with someone, you forget you saw them. Yeah. I think my only thing is, is because it was a, a kind of like how we were talking, it was like a smaller school and it's not like the classes were probably even that big. I, and I've seen other teachers be all like, yeah, I have no idea how there wasn't, like, at least one point in the day that you say this kid wasn't here. 
And if a child is marked absent, and I know this just because I've missed school a bajillion trillion times, and every time my mom got a phone call. Yeah. Even uh, if it wasn't given to the school marked already in like my plan that I was like at a doctor's appointment or dentist. They dentist. always call and double check. Yeah, they always call. But that gets into a different theory and we're talking about Terry. Yes. So yeah, sorry. continuing with Terry. <laughs> um, Terry, the rest of that morning, she says that she went to go get a prescription. It's, it's actually debated if it was a prescription or an over-the-counter medication. People think it's a prescription because it took her... 30 minutes at the first Fred Meyer to figure out they didn't have what she needed. And it makes sense if it's a prescription that she's standing there waiting. Yeah. Especially because she actually states later when she's like being interviewed that the week before she took her daughter to the doctor. So for because her daughter had an earache is what it was. And so the doctor gave her the prescription. I don't know why you wait a week to get a prescription, though. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. So she has this timeline of her date. Do you have the actual timeline yes. of all the stops she made between then and yeah, yeah, yeah. the end of the day? Yeah. So the Terry's timeline on June 4th of 2010. So she, after dropping, well, after leaving the school around 8.45, she got to Fred Meyer around 9, 9. 12 which makes sense because the Fred Meyer was about like 10-ish minutes away from the school okay she and she has proof of being at this uh Fred Meyer because she had a receipt from the Starbucks Mm -hmm. she couldn't find the prescription but she had a receipt at from the Starbucks uh she went to a second Fred Meyer down the road because there's Fred Meyers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to see if they had the prescription. And they did. So she didn't spend too much time at that one. And she also has an eyewitness, somebody she ran into there, who said the, the experience that she had talking with her was kind of bizarre. But the bizarre part was that she showed this lady a picture of Kyra. And she was oversharing. Yeah. yeah, oversharing. But my mom overshares everything. <laughs> so... And then there is footage of her at a Michaels at 1010. Now, the police never confirm if that's going into the Michaels or coming out. Right. So, but she goes to the laundromat that is actually, like, right next to the Michaels. It's in right. the same little strip. And uh, she when she went to, it was a dry cleaners, not a laundromat. Oh, yeah. Dry cleaners. Wait, that was before Michael's. Yeah. So she went when she went to the dry cleaners, she didn't have her baby with her. Yeah. She was alone, which, you know, I I don't want to su- sound judgy, but... <laughs> don't leave your kid in the car. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many people who argue that it takes longer to unbuckle the kid and get it out and reseat them and get them... I don't care. That is your child. You don't leave them in the car. Yeah. I don't... I don't care if people get mad at me for saying that, but you don't leave your child alone. Like yeah. your your toddler, you something don't leave could your have happened alone. to the toddler. Yeah, and then she would have been shit out of luck with two kids. That's really sad and mean to say, but I'm who knows. Okay, I mean that's just that's strike one against her for me. <laughs> that's the big thing that Crystal's I'd... all like she did it because she left her child. No, in the I'm car. not. I'm not saying she did it. I'm saying that it looks really bad because. Yeah. You're a shitty mom and you left your child alone in the car. 
Crystal's up here like, no, <laughs> you're a bad parent. Not having it. I don't, I actually couldn't find it, but that's not because I was focused on it. She still doesn't or does have parental rights to her daughter still. It's complicated and I can kind of outline it for you later because okay. I read all the court documents on it. Okay. Crystal over here going ham because <laughs> I know she did it for a really long time. That's why I'm saying like now, but you know, maybe because she's leaving her in the car. Okay. Anyway, so she gets to the Michaels 1010 or leaves Michaels at 1010. And then at 1039, she has a phone call that is not with that. I would like to point out that the police verified that it's not with Dee Dee. Well, they um, don't know who it's with. They didn't, but they did confirm it wasn't Dee Dee. No, no. They only confirmed it wasn't one of her burner phones they knew of. Oh, is that what they confirmed? Because yeah. I, I saw it like wasn't Dee Dee in like a lot of parentheses on different things. And I was well, like, oh, yeah. okay. So there was one place and it was only mentioned one place, but they were looking at Dee Dee's actual phone mm-hmm. and a burner phone that they knew Dee Dee had. Yeah. There's evidence to suggest Dee Dee bought multiple burner phones. Yes. No, no. Um, so it was Terry and Dee Dee and one of their other friends all bought burner phones. Bought burner phones. There's evidence to say Dee Dee bought more than just the one burner phone for herself. That she bought multiple. Dee Dee is just kind of a sketch person. She really is. So because of that, I think they were able to prove it wasn't Dee Dee's main phone and it wasn't the burner they knew about. Okay. But there are these other burner phones that were purchased immediately after the three for the friends that was also purchased with cash that they don't know who bought them. And they think because of how close together they were purchased, they think it was Dee Dee that purchased these additional burner phones. Yeah. So Dee Dee's sketch. She is real sketch. <laughs> and so they don't know who this phone call. They don't know who from. it was. So this is the only and that was like a uh, that was at 1039. And then so between 1010 and 1139 there's really no whereabouts she terry said that she was in her car trying to put her daughter to sleep which i guess i get my mom would do that to my siblings and i all the time throw us in the car to get us to fall asleep when we were little i guess yeah but the way she talks about it is weird she said she just drove around aimlessly and Originally, they asked her if she had been near Sylvia Island. And she said no. And she said, no, I was nowhere near there. And then they brought up this ping that put her in the vicinity. And she said, well, maybe I was near it. I don't remember. Yeah. So but you remember if you're <laughs> there. I mean, come on. <laughs> but that's the only weird. I feel like that's the only like time frame throughout her day where I'm just like, OK, because at 11.39, to 1220 she went to the gym and we kind of talked about it last time and i can't remember if we talked about it off the mic or on the mic we talked about it off mic so she there's a check-in from her member tag yeah and there's the fact that she put her daughter in the the kids club daycare part of the gym yeah But there's no one actually in the gym who can verify she was there Mm -hmm. until 1220. Yeah. So there's this period of time between 1140 and 1220 where records say she's in the gym, but it wasn't until 1220 when she picked up her daughter 
I actually saw one place that said she had about a 20 minute conversation with someone at that time. So she didn't actually leave the gym until till 1240. Mm-hmm. And that was the only time period that someone actually said, yeah, she was in the gym. We saw her. Yeah. So her check-in at the beginning, I mean, you can check in, put your child in, and then leave. And then leave. <laughs> and so that's 40 minutes of her that's unaccounted for. Yeah. So a lot of people think, I guess, that she went to the school, grabbed Kyron, left. My only issue is that is by then, Kyron would have already been marked absent or there that day. Right. And because he was by at 10, he would have been sitting in his chair. He should have been sitting in his chair. Well, the other thing is because there's the timeline of who last saw him is so choppy. Yeah. A lot of people think that Terry left with him in the morning and the whole story because no one witnessed him walking towards the door and Terry waving and him waving that whole thing. Terry is the only one who Which I tells find that really. That is something I do find, like, really weird. Like, there was nobody else in that hall at the time. Right. And that's that's why people think that that part of the story is a complete lie. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. But the thing is, I guess I just get really stuck on the fact that every, a lot of the sightings of him after Terry left were, like, disregarded. But keep in mind, every single sighting of him after Terry left was by a child. Yeah. But the parents all like, well, not I shouldn't say all the parents, a lot of the parents uh, and like teachers and there's people online who say it's a crazy day. Nobody really notices adult wise those kind of like, oh, I don't know. There's like a bajillion kids I have to watch. Right. When if I see my friend over there or like the kid I know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, he's right over there. Like, I guess for me, I can see a kid remembering somebody they know i guess but at the same time you're thinking of second graders these are seven and eight year olds who will look across and say oh look that's tommy and they run up and it's some kid they don't even know (laughs) because kids that that young happen to me (laughs) i mean kids that young can recognize patterns they recognize Mm -hmm. enough to know that you look like my friend but I don't feel like a second grader remembers enough to know my friend was wearing a black shirt and not a yellow shirt today. Like, they don't pay attention to those sorts of things. True. So they didn't actually get kids to say, well, what was Kyron, Kyron wearing when you saw him? It was, oh, yeah, I saw Kyron. And that was it. So that's one of those things that you can't really verify what a child that young is saying. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. That's true. That's true. Well, here we go. Then she goes home after the gym. Right. <laughs> according to what she says. Well, I mean, so she was at the gym. She had to pick up her daughter yeah. and drop off her daughter. There's that showing she was there. And then there's that 10 to 20 minute conversation with, I'm assuming it had to have been someone at the front desk of the kids club or something like that. Probably. But there's still that 40-minute time period that doesn't make... She might have been there, but she might not have. Yeah. And then there's the time frame in between that where she had a phone call. See, this is this is why I'm like, I f- honestly feel like if she were to have done something, it would have been before the gym. Because right. she has that whole... And the phone call makes sense if they got a ping. Like, if she was on the phone while it happened and she was by the... Yeah. By the island. So 
I'm trying to like... The information that I found, which was different than what you found. Yeah. But the information that I found said that Dee Dee was not at work I... from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. that day. I did see that. So like she she went to work that day, but she disappeared for that time mm-hmm. frame. And then... And it wasn't the whole time frame, but yeah. it like... Different stories from different employees say it was as early as 10 a.m. and as late as 1 p.m. Yeah. And it was that whole time period is kind of unaccounted for. Yeah, because she was supposed to get lunch with her, like, her work, and then they tried calling her and she never picked up her phone. Yeah. So that... I find so weird. (laughs) That coupled with the fact that they have these other phones they think she might have bought, but they can't prove she bought... And the phone call that comes in in that time frame, if Terry did it, Terry didn't do it, Dee Dee did it. Yeah. And it it fits right into that time frame. There's enough questions going on in there <laughs> that... And, and Dee Dee was so shady with everything when she was working with the police, not working with the police. Yeah. That at that, like, that's the only thing that makes me think Terry had some kind of hand in it because i'm not even going to talk about the murder for hire thing like that's, that's that it... doesn't exist but did you <laughs> did you see that an ex-boyfriend of hers came forward and said in the late 90s okay there was another murder for hire plot uh, yeah but i did see that what he said is that they were getting lunch and some random guy, some with random a gun. guy and i was just like you know what if i was sitting at the park and some guy, while I was sitting with my, whoever I was dating at the time, some guy came with me at a gun when I lived either in Washington or Oregon and told me, I don't care what they told me. I'd be like, I can see this happening here because we're weird. <laughs> well, so that's not what made him think it was her. So the story is they were out and about. This random nut job with a gun just comes charging at them. And the ex-boyfriend claims that when the guy was running up to them, Terry turned and said, he's here for you. And that's why the ex-boyfriend was like, she, you know, that's not a normal thing to say. That isn't. And I... that's, that's the, there was almost no information on it. So I'm not entirely certain I believe it happened. But if that actually did happen, <laughs> that's kind it's... of weird. It's really weird, and it's not... That's just not a normal this thing is, to say. It's not, but I... How, where, what was... She was, like, 19, 20 when that happened? Who has enough money to hire somebody to kill somebody when they're, like, 19, 20 years old? I oh, definitely didn't. <laughs> okay, but Joe Exotic paid $3,000. What 20-year-old <laughs> thinks of that? It doesn't take, I mean, sexual favors, you can pay at anything. Apparently, she could suck a golf ball through a garden hose, so. That is disgusting. Nope. Mm-mm. I just really, okay. She did some really psycho things, like sexting and messaging and sending inappropriate things to her husband's best friend. Who was also their neighbor, right? Was, they lived really close to each other, I, didn't I they? I don't think they, like, were, like, neighbors, but Not maybe like they neighbors, lived in the but same they lived, block. Yeah, so they lived relatively close yeah. to each other. Um, I really don't want to talk about that because that <laughs> grosses me out. Everything, I read through all I, the messages I, and I, read I was like, them, man. I, was like, I got secondhand embarrassment from the whole thing. I was just like, we're not talking. Like, I'll, I'll like, address this and then be like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But, and then a lot, because a lot of people think it's like... How inconsiderate can you be 
blah, 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 while doing this when your child is missing. Right. I'm not. I'm going to be like, you know what? I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing <laughs> or if I would. Yeah. Because I know me. That's another one of those things that you never know what you're going to do. Yeah. But the way I will say... I don't blame her for turning to another man. Especially, like, with everything that happened with, like, her husband. Like, I almost want to be like, you know what? Similar circumstances minus the, the kid missing. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a stress outlet for a lot of yeah. people. The thing that I don't get is all the sexting. Like, that doesn't fit to me. See, I think she just really wanted to get some and she couldn't do it. And she was hoping it would get him over. Does that make sense? But it, it lasted so many days. I know. She was just trying real hard, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just... said, don't want to talk about it. It's gross. Guys, if you want to go find these messages. and You can find the whole message thread. Yeah, it's gross. But um, anyway, back to Terry's timeline. We are at when she got home after the gym. Yeah. So if she was, if she leaves the gym around like after that conversation, so it's like 1240 or whatever mm -hmm. um she only lives like 10 15 minutes away from the gym so it makes sense because she she's accounted at home around like 1 1 15 because she posts from her computer to facebook right um the picture of kyron at the science fair and she's home until she finds him not on the bus and then they go to the school so and then all hell broke loose <laughs> I know a lot of people think it's weird that she didn't call 911, but for me, that actually makes sense it, that in that situation, you're so overwhelmed yeah, and you're trying to find where your son went. Yeah. And uh, the secretary I saw in a few places that Terry actually told the secretary to call 911 for her while they went. But then I saw somewhere else that 911 was called before Terry and Kane got to the school. I saw that somewhere. And I, I don't believe that because I saw more places that it was the secretary yeah. that called because they didn't know anything was wrong until yeah. Kane and Terry so, showed up. Yeah. Uh, I just saw that the secretary was actually, like, asked to do that by the parents. So, for me, it makes sense. I don't think I would call 911. I'd probably be screaming at people yeah <laughs> telling them what happened to my child right i i actually think these you know what it is weird because i probably would be screaming at a bunch of people if my kid randomly disappeared but then again i'm overly emotional <laughs> yeah but at the same time so this actually goes really good into the second theory yeah that it makes sense to yell at the at the the people at the school, because ultimately the people at the school should have known something. Yeah, I need, to, I need to like really back up away from my mic. <laughs> so the first issue I see with the people at the school is with the teacher not seeing something wrong with Kyron's bag and jacket sitting at his desk. And no Chiron. Yeah. And his, and her thinking that he wasn't supposed to be there that day. Right. So why is his stuff there? I don't get it. Yeah. Which is a really big, 
I don't know. I just, I find that to be a really big red flag. But then again, if he's prone to wandering, but then it doesn't, it still doesn't make sense when she thinks he's supposed, when she says, oh, I thought he was supposed to be gone that day. Then why the hell is his shit right there at his desk? I just, sorry. So there is a theory online that Kyron had a habit of getting up and leaving class. That's not a rumor. That's actually, it's documented that it was an issue that Kyron had. And it was one of the things that Terry was investigating with his doctors, that he had ADD Mm -hmm. and they wanted to address it. So Kyron had a habit of getting up and leaving class. Yeah. And recently, last episode, Elle talked about some of the behavioral changes that Kyron was having. He was getting a little spacey and wandering and not to the point that like he he would get up and walk away and then not realize he had done it and along with these behavioral changes he started going to the bathroom a lot it was it was kind of a normal thing amongst the students in the class that to where it was kind of a joke because terry actually had a picture of his class on her facebook with him with the caption of her putting like this is his class minus Kyron because he's probably in the bathroom. Yeah. Like that's kind of it 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 was slightly which is really horrible. Normal. Uh that shouldn't be something that's normal. But that's that's why it stood out to the kids when they were interviewed by the police. A bunch of kids actually said, Oh, we thought he was in the bathroom. Like yeah. because it just recently it had become a thing for him to just get up and go to the bathroom. So there's actually a theory online. Which this theory is, I think it's the one that I resonate the most with. <laughs> so I found it on Web Sleuths and it was it was kind of buried. I actually, I don't even know how I found this. But it was one of the users, based on the description of the behavioral issues that Kyron had been having and the fact that it was common for him to get up and go to the bathroom so often. Mm-hmm. She is a psychiatric professional. And in her opinion, she thinks that Kyron was being sexually abused by someone in the school. Obviously, it can't be the teacher because yeah. the teacher's in front of the class teaching class. But this person thinks that someone else in the school who had access to Kyron was sexually abusing him and that was these bathroom times that he was in the bathroom and i think it makes it makes so much sense because if he's prone to getting up and wandering someone loose in the school like a janitor or other kind of support staff who are in the halls really often Mm -hmm. would see him wandering and Maybe that instigated the first time this assault happened. And Kyron, being a seven-year-old who is terrified, goes back to class after wandering. And when his teacher's like, it's nice to have you back. Where have you been? He just said, in the bathroom. And that became the lie that he started telling every time he would get up and wander and end up coming back after one of these encounters. He would just say he was in the bathroom. Because if you think about it, I don't want to think about it, but there are only so many. Well, no, there are Mm. only so many ways to sexually molest a little boy. All of them would probably lead to some level of discomfort that a seven-year-old would 
recognize as I need to go to the bathroom. Mm, that makes so sense. So what if he really was going to the bathroom after these assaults happened? And when he comes back, little kids are so literal with their answers. Yeah. It's my hard. my brother, when he was really young, actually got hit by a car in the middle <laughs> of the road. What? Yeah. I started laughing that I was like, wait a second. It just triggered in my mind what you just said. He was little and he was on a big wheel and he got, I don't know if he was like actually struck by a car or if it was a love tap or whatever. Whatever happened, he ended up falling off his big wheel on the ground. And when he got back to the house, one of my sisters was like, hey, where have you been? He said, I fell off my bike. (laughs) Very, very literal answer. So little kids... Well, because they don't know, like, they're like, I'm going to get in trouble if I say something. Right. So that's the thing is kids are so literal with their answers. So when Kyron comes back from these experiences, his, the teacher or whoever says, where have you been? He says, in the bathroom. Yeah. Especially if the person who's doing this to him is grooming him to like, be like, don't say anything. Right. This is like our secret or something like that. I, that's like encountered in a lot when it comes to that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and the only reason i mean that i know that is because of i was going to school for and uh working with kids like that who are like that's that's also kind of a common knowledge thing yeah with how prevalent sexual trap like human trafficking is becoming the idea of grooming and oh that's gross it's more and more people are becoming aware of what exactly constitutes mm-hmm. grooming and what to look for. I feel like 10 years ago, we weren't that aware of it. Oh, true. I guess because I, yeah, that makes more sense. But still, I don't, I don't, I, I guess when I was in school, it was high school and I had to carry around some big giant thing to say I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> Did right, you ever have I'm, to do that? <laughs> I, I mean, I was in high school when this happened. I'm trying to remember my elementary school days. In kindergarten, we actually had a bathroom connected to our classroom. So it's like you just went in there. I think in first and second grade, the way my school was laid out, we were in pods. So you had the main hallway going down the school and then branching off from that were very similar to like cul-de-sacs in neighborhoods mm-hmm. and each cul-de-sac had a bathroom w- had its own bathroom so oh, it was like that's actually really cool you could actually like see the bathroom yeah. because of the layout of the classrooms were in it exactly like what a cul-de-sac looks like mm-hmm. you could see the ba- the entrance to the bathroom where the hallway kind of narrowed down to meet the main hallway so reasonably the teacher could see the bathroom from the classroom and so i don't in like first and second grade i don't think we had hall passes just because of the layout of the school it was you just you raised your hand you told your teacher where you were going you went to the bathroom and you came back yeah but he would dart the teacher would say uh i saw that one of the encounters that she would have said that is that he would just like leave the classroom right what teacher just allow i mean whatever i guess I'm I'm done complaining about this. <laughs> right. And I'm I'm trying to play devil's advocate here that if it happens so often. No, no. Sometimes gifted students, especially when they're so young, 
have behavioral problems. It yeah. Is, it is so bored. common that intelligent kids have ADD or it manifests as ADD because they're not being challenged in their classes. Mm-hmm. It could be just a normal thing for this teacher to be like, you know, this is a gifted school with children who are not like normal kids. Yeah. And so every now and then something like that is just expected. I don't know if that's how that school runs or how this teacher thinks of things. Really hope it's not. Yeah. But uh, anyway, grooming back on topic. Well, I was actually done with that. Oh. But there was in common, like every day right now, it's kind of known that Portland is a human trafficking hub. Yeah. Because of the size of it and... That doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So it's reasonable to think that 10 years ago, human trafficking was happening in that area. Mm -hmm. And it's not a super far stretch to think that somebody in the school was grooming him to get him ready to kidnap him and get him into these human trafficking rings. Yeah, which is really sad to say. But then it also makes somewhat sense if you do... I know that, like, the cops kind of, like, push this, like, the sightings of the kids, like, that they got, like, some of them that people said they saw Kyron. Mm-hmm. But one of them was that they did see him with a man, which, I mean, I don't want to label that. Women can't do this stuff either. <laughs> but if it was, like, let's say a... A gentleman who did this, a gentleman, a guy who did this, I don't want to call him a gentleman, right. <laughs> uh, who did this, that account almost makes sense. Right. Like, he's just like, hey, meet. And then he was seen by the south entrance or something like that, where this guy would have been like, hey, meet me here. And then they would have booked it out of there. So, but also because, see, the reason why that this one makes sense with me is if this person were to take him away, it would make sense why they haven't found his body to this day. Right. When they looked all over, almost like, gosh, they probably checked all of Oregon by now. Well, did you see recently, because Desiree, the mom, Mm -hmm. had a new book come out, there was a new news story that came out recently, and I didn't see the date on it. I probably should have checked the date. But it was with this 10-year anniversary surge of stuff that's going Mm -hmm. on. She came out and said that the police have narrowed down their search to, like, a 100-mile radius. Yeah, I saw that. So, and that was last year. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because I saw the same one. But because it was last year, I was like, maybe they looked and they just didn't find anything. And that's why there was no, like, follow-up on it. Or they're still in the process of looking, finishing that. So it's either we're going to learn something soon Oh my gosh, I just popped my finger. <laughs> um, learn something new and they're going to actually find his body or we're going to learn that he's not there. Right. And which is, I feel like, even sadder because if you really think about it, it was like even, let's say, if it doesn't matter who did it, that means he's probably not in the state or anything anymore. And that means he could be just bajillion miles away within like that six hours he could yeah. have been anywhere. Um, which, if we're done talking about this theory, 
the next one that's really quick because he was so spacey a lot of people think he just wandered off i was actually gonna say it leads directly into (laughs) that theory because when you a lot of people don't realize and this was another thing i think either on reddit or web sleuths that someone from the uk posted about this story Mm -hmm. and she was she or he i don't know why i'm saying she but they were posting that they were beyond baffled that we hadn't solved this and let me tell you how much green is that's crap is out there people were saying so (laughs) people were she was i keep saying she this person that posted they did a really comprehensive it was like five paragraphs of their reasoning why we haven't found Chiron yet and she or he they were just baffled that the the square mileage of Oregon is actually almost exactly the same as the square mileage of the UK and or of England and someone made that comparison for them mm-hmm. and they were saying that the population of Oregon is somewhere around 5 million and the population of England was like 18 million or something like that. So the population, they were making that comparison for this person that, you know, the square mileage sounds like not that much, but if you look at a map and look at Oregon, especially this school, this area where oh, the school is, it's it was middle- surrounded by trees. And green. Yeah, it was, it's, to me, it's no surprise it would have taken that long because you had to look through like so much bush and so much like trees everywhere. I mean, we, like here in Washington and in Oregon, it's kind of the same how they, well, I should say the west i mean the west part of washington where they like try to keep as much greener like green and trees and everything as possible so it just the fact where it's like oh this is like a foresty area let's keep it that way isn't isn't like uncommon for us over here right we we are very serious about our tree tree preservation on on my last new construction project that I was working on, it was on a little half acre <laughs> piece of land. And there are these three giant trees in the middle of the <laughs> land that they told us we could not chop down because they were what they called heritage trees. Heritage. Whoa, that's kind of... That's what they were called. I think they were big oaks, yeah. I think. And they wouldn't let us... We're somewhat a little psycho about our trees, okay, guys? Yeah, city planning does not like the removal of trees. So it's so serious that if it is deemed necessary to remove trees, and these three trees, they said it was not necessary, so we literally had to build around them. But there's... When you're doing construction of any kind that involves the removal of trees, they actually require you to replant a certain number of trees per tree you cut down and if you cut down a heritage tree you have to plant like five trees to replace that one tree so we're very much about maintaining the green aesthetic (laughs) aesthetic it's not even like we want to keep oxygen around or you know go green it's we have an aesthetic over here and we're trying to keep it that way and and it's part of an environmental requirement when you're doing construction is you're required to do your best to maintain the greenscape. And- yeah. So it's really green, 
by this school, actually. If you were to look it up, the school on Google Maps and, like, zoom in, it's, like, forest. Just a bunch of forest right there. And I'm like, well, this this school really is slightly out in the middle of nowhere, it looks like. Anyway, so a lot of people think he, like, ran off. So unless, like I said, they find his body in this little... But then again, somebody could have picked him up if he did run off. I think somebody took him. I really do. Yeah, the school was just so open and there was so little actual, like, keeping track of the kids that was happening that morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it does not help that people's stories change so many times. and Throughout the years, yeah. I actually saw one, and this is, like, via, like, one thing that somebody mentioned, and I don't know why it slightly stood out to me. I think it's because, and I'm really hung up on this kid saying that he was seen with a guy because this person could have been anybody. But one of the things said that all the teachers, well, all the, uh, cause during the, what is it? The science fair, they said that they had only feet like moms or yeah, or like females as volunteers to mm-hmm. like help out. And that's what they said. Only females were like helping, but there was like this gentleman there. So unless, like, I, I thought that was really weird. So the only thing about that that makes me think that the sighting was false is the fact that Kyron wasn't seen alone with that man. Who, whatever kid said, oh, yeah, we saw him with a man, said they saw Kyron and another boy with mm-hmm. the man. There was no other student that came forward and said, oh, yeah, me and Kyron were talking to this man. Yeah. So that's the only thing that kind of makes me feel like... Maybe that sighting, they saw two people talking to a man, but it wasn't Kyron. Hmm. It it very well could have been two students talking with one of their dads. That See, that makes sense. Okay. And that would make sense why... There was a guy there. Well, no, this man was oh. never identified when they said, yeah. you know, we saw... We have a tip that said that Kyron was seen speaking with an adult male. No adult male ever came forward and said, oh, yeah, that was me. If you're an adult male talking to your own child and your child's friend and none of them are Kyron, you're not going to come forward. Yeah, because so, that's going to be really like, oh, God, I, the last thing I want is them looking at me. Well, no, you're not even going to think of it. Like if oh, I'm true. if I'm a, a dad and I'm with my child at the science fair mm-hmm. and the police come out and say, hey, we have a tip that an adult male was seen speaking with Kyron. If that was you, please come forward. And you're like, I wasn't talking with him. Right. You're not even going to think about it mm-hmm. because... The person that they thought was Kyron wasn't actually Kyron. True, true, true. So that's why I think that that whole sighting is just kind of, I disregard it. Okay. Because nothing ever came from it. Yeah, that's kind of where I thought it was really, I was like, why didn't they look more into it? And I guess if police didn't, like, nothing came out. That makes sense. That makes sense. Was there any other theories? Let's see. Terry, uh, we kind of skimmed over Dee Dee a little bit. Well, Dee Dee kind of fits in with, with Terry. Terry. Yeah. yeah. Grooming and the school, somebody at the school did it. Uh, the And uh, someone abducted him. Somebody yeah. abducted him and then him running off. So I want to know Desiree, the biological mom, mm-hmm. is so... She's so hell-bent on pinning this on Terry. 
she didn't seem like the most involved mom with Kyron before this point. Yeah. It seems a little shady to me. Ooh. <laughs> this is a... Uh, I think it looks weird, too. And it's the only thing... I mean, there's absolutely nothing to go on because obviously she was home. It was proven she was home and she yeah. and her new boyfriend or husband were home like four hours away. Yeah. It's just, it seems weird to me that someone who had almost no interest in her child up until this point Brand, is, yeah. is so crazy about him being missing. Yeah. I honestly, I thought that was really, I mean, I guess you don't know what you have until it's gone. <laughs> we can argue I mean, true. that. But, and it is like your missing child. Like, I'm not trying to disregard her as like a mother being worried about her kid, but I think if it's been 10 years, maybe you should start looking in a different direction if nothing's coming out of it. Because she did, went after Terry for like $10,000 or something like that. Plus $10 million? million? Okay, that's a lot it was more. A lot. <laughs> she was suing Terry. That's what it was. For, I don't remember exactly why. It wasn't wrongful death, but it was something to do with... Maybe obstruction of justice? Something? I think it was obstruction of justice. So she wanted the $10 million. Of damages. And, and she just wanted her to tell, tell her, her what where, was going on. Where, no, where Kyron's remains were. Yeah. And through the course of the beginning of that, I think Terry tried to get the initial hearing pushed back and the judge denied it. Yeah. But Desiree ended up dropping the lawsuit. Yeah. Because she wanted... I guess whatever she was, this lawsuit was getting in the way of the police doing the investigation. Mm -hmm. And she ultimately decided that that was more important and she dropped the lawsuit. Yeah. So I just find it, I don't, hmm, I just find it kind of weird. I really do. And, you know, Terry, I don't think she did it. She's not done herself any favors since then. She, she got some jail time for. Are you talking about the arms thing? Yeah, she because got... I saw that she it got removed. No, no, oh. she well, there was that she was initially charged with stealing a firearm. It yeah. was found in her possession, so she had it. Yeah, and she was found not guilty. But the only reason she was found not guilty is because two or three of the jurors didn't think that she had intent to keep the weapon. So it was like, she stole it. She definitely stole it. But I guess whatever she was charged with, the degree of it mm. was Terry was saying, oh, I I meant to give it back. And the jurors believed her. So that's the only reason she was marked not guilty. Mm -hmm. She, I think she did get some jail time for a vehicular offense. And I don't know if it was. I think she like stole a car or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, no, she isn't doing herself any favors, but I don't, I think this is just me being, maybe playing dumb, <laughs> but I don't think she seems like the type of person who would kill somebody. I really do. If she were to do something, I think it would have been somebody, she would have gotten somebody else's hands dirty to do it. Yeah. So the thing that gets me with her, and I have to mention it because I know people are going to go crazy if we don't. Is the emails she wrote about how she blamed Kyron for her failing marriage. And those are the emails she gave to Dee Dee that Dee Dee eventually handed over to police. Did you find these emails? 
No, but I found um, a bunch of news articles talking about them. Because I couldn't find... You can't find the actual emails. Yeah, but I wanted to... Because you can find other emails that she sent. And that's that's why I think there's something up with Dee Dee. See, because there's things surrounding Dee Dee that have not been released. Oh, which makes... Oh, mm, mm, okay. Yeah, that's one of those things that they release things when they feel safe to do so the fact that these emails haven't been released it, it makes me look at Dee, Dee a little bit okay which makes sense but why would Dee, Dee do this because of terry wow okay maybe terry did maybe terry is the mastermind behind yeah it. and there was the fact that terry's original story to police when she was interviewed, I don't remember what day she was interviewed. So Kyra went missing on the 4th. Yeah. I think she was interviewed on the 7th or 8th or something like that. It wasn't immediately after. It, it was a few immediate. days after. Yeah. On the 5th, these emails to Dee Dee, she put her exact timeline down of mm-hmm. she went to this Fred Meyer and that Fred Meyer. Oh. But when she was interviewed by police, she didn't give them all that information. So that's one of the things that people look at Terry for mm. is... Why can you remember your timeline when you're emailing Dee Dee, but then all of a sudden you can't remember it when you're talking to police? Hmm. That is true. So that's where my mind goes. Terry is sending this timeline to Dee Dee first so that Dee Dee can get her timeline square to fit within what Terry said she was doing. Mm-hmm. Terry didn't give the police all the information because she and Dee Dee hadn't worked out all the details of their corresponding timelines yet. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Then if Dee Dee was granted immunity, because I think that's... She did sign an immunity deal. Yeah. Then why didn't she, like, give up Terry at that point? We don't know if she did or didn't. There could be information that Dee Dee gave them. So what what I've seen happen a lot of times is someone involved with the crime will say, oh, yeah, I know exactly where the body is. They point out, they take the police there and then there's no body. I'm wondering if that happened in the situation where Dee Dee says, I know exactly where Terry took Kyron. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, the way this goes is that Terry actually dropped off Kyron the way she said, waved at him, said goodbye, turned around, got in her car. Dee Dee came in behind her mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. or shortly before 10 a.m., grabbed Kyron because I think Dee Dee was over at the house often enough that Kyron knows who she is. Yeah. Like, that's Aunt Dee Dee. I don't know if that's what she called, but that's usually yeah. when moms have their best friends over. It's always aunt this, aunt that. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're that young, they don't know to call them by their last names. It's just too much for a young kid to handle sometimes. So Dee Dee comes in behind her. Terry is working on establishing her alibi by going all these other places. Yeah. And then at 1040, after Dee Dee has Kyron, they end up meeting up someplace. And that's that phone call that came through at the 1039. um, Okay. In that time period that terry does not have a solid alibi that she says she was just driving around with her daughter you think they would cover up the actual time better (laughs) well her daughter was sick and you can see her saying you know 
my daughter's actually sick. I had gotten her medicine that day. It makes sense I would try and soothe her. Mm-hmm. My alibi is going to be good enough. And Dee Dee didn't do a good enough job on her end covering her ass. And I'm wondering if that lunch with her coworker is what got her. Is what she that was supposed oh. to be part of her timeline that she was supposed to be able to make it back but she in didn't. time and she didn't because something went wrong. Ha ha ha. This is solid. <laughs> Maybe it depends because I mean it's it's kind of I don't know I feel like it's a stretch. Yeah, but if the two of them were involved, I can see that being the feasible timeline. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I just can't. Lee, for me personally, I can't. Okay, this is gonna sound really horrible. Um, I can't murder a child just because. I mean, she lost everything anyway out of it. If she had like any motive. Well, who's saying she murdered him? She sold him. What? Maybe. Oh, that's even grosser. Right. Who can do that to a child? I don't care how much you hate a child. I. Nope, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> right, but there, there's no telling that he's actually dead. There, That's true, because they haven't found... They haven't found the body. And that would explain why... So I was saying that maybe Dee Dee knew where the body was. Maybe she knows where wh- who, who, has... who, sh- who bought Kyron or who the fence was that she was moving Kyron through. Ew. How... I really don't want to believe anybody is that cruel, though. I mean, there are people who are that cruel. Oh, but, you like, know it exists. Yeah. It's sad, but it they exist. But what if what if that's what happened? Oh. oh. This is new. Crystal and I have this thing on, like, Karen Bean. Well, yeah, because his body isn't found. Right. So unless he's in a different state, neighboring state, I guess. A state that has no internet service and they don't know about this boy that has yep. been missing for 10 years? Yep. But this is, like, who, okay, I'm sorry, how much of a horrible person do you have to be? Because I don't feel like her motive was strong enough to resort to not just leaving, like, the relationship or, like... Right, but that goes back to the rumors about the physical abuse against Kyron. Mm-hmm. The ones that I couldn't find any evidence for. Yeah, and I... Uh, this is... But once again, this is, like, back in 2010, and I'm thinking more of, like, first signs of, like, now that people are more aware of when it comes to physical abuse. Right. I feel like they, at least the teacher might have known or whatever, and the fact that she, Terry was, like, involved, it's either she was involved because she was doing these things to him or she was involved because she actually cared about him. Right. And It's the- just, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. And while my theory of Terry and Dee Dee being in on it together is a fun one to think about, I don't think that's how it went down. I I really don't. It, it is a, f- a fun theory. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually telling you, I came up with it as I was saying it. <laughs> it. It's an interesting thing to look at. I really don't think it's what happened just because of, I mean... I don't think Terry's motive is strong enough to get rid of a child. But at the That's same so time, extreme. at the same time, people have killed for less. A child that you've been taking care of. Well, mm, no, you, no, no, no. Child you've been taking care of. I. You cannot 
people who do stuff like this. So if it if it comes out that Terry really did do this, uh huh, you cannot reason through the way someone's mind works that would do something like this. So to me and you, it doesn't make any sense to not just leave the relationship. But to someone like that who would actually do this, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I guess. Hmm, how do I say this? The the fact that she didn't like okay so she it happened and then she wasn't fighting enough to like let's say she was jealous because Kane Kyron's dad was giving like Kyron all the attention Kyron was taking all this attention from them and taking all this money up of theirs and stuff like that the fact that she lost every single thing and she didn't like she I want to say she like fought for it but didn't fought fight like hard enough is why I'm just kind of like, wait, so you, you did all this and then you just like are like, fine, whatever, I'm not getting in my way, so I'm going to throw up my hands and move to California. Yeah, I don't She's know. She's located in California. So <laughs> just to detail a little bit of what happened with her daughter. Um, oh, yeah. This is I, – I wanted to get the, the tea on this. <laughs> so I don't know what's, what's going on right now, but mm-hmm. the documents I read was after Kane – took their daughter and left i know terry was really upset yeah. and she was trying to say it was uh parental kidnapping or something like that yeah which i think that only comes into effect when the parents are separated yeah because she's like oh wait you can do that <laughs> well he he found out because he got scared when he heard that and he actually found out that he had every right to take his daughter yeah. because they weren't separated well he i think he was oh my gosh he was, like, told by the police to take, like, him and his daughter. They yeah. need to, like, leave and not, like, he's, the police told him to take the daughter and him needs to, like, get out of there just yeah. in case. Because it was during the whole, like, um It was when he found scandal. out about that. Yeah. So what happened was two years after that, the baby is now four years old. Oh. Terry hadn't seen her in two years and she started petitioning that you know that's my daughter she's growing up without me i want to be involved yeah and kane was coming back and saying how what kind of father am i if i let my daughter get involved with someone who's potentially involved in the disappearance of my son Mm -hmm. so they ended up going to court and the judge set out this whole agreement that there was going to be a very structured um i don't remember what he called it but it was basically a re-familiarization of the baby with the mother. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be very structured. They were going to have to follow a very specific plan. And this did not give Terry any custodial rights. But it did oh. give her time with her daughter. And they actually included in these documents that just because Terry does not have custodial rights... She still has rights on the welfare of her daughter. So if Kane is doing something that Terry does not think is in the best interests of her daughter, she can yeah. oppose it and she has the right to. Okay. They also were not allowed to move 60 miles away from each other without telling each other and mm-hmm. without getting approval from the other for it. Oh, yeah. So the fact that she's in California now kind of makes me feel like she gave up this whole thing didn't end up working out and because she has no contact with her daughter now yeah see that's what i was wondering if she had contact or at all with their her everything i've seen says she has no contact yeah okay 
See, that's what I was wondering. So she lost everything. Like, why? I I don't know. For me personally, I'm like, wow. I mean, at that point, it's just, I guess if he can just get away with murder and leave the state and stuff like that. Yeah. If it had gone her way, maybe it would have been great, but this didn't go her way. Yeah. So... I I don't understand why she didn't like it more. I want to say more frustrated with it because I feel like she was like, yeah, sure. She was more like pity me, but no, I think she was pretty frustrated, but her lawyer wouldn't let her, let say her be. Anything. Yeah. So with that kind of lawyer, I feel like she would have been like, no, I want my kid. And she, she would like fight at least for the daughter more than what actually happened. But well, she tried to, but it just didn't work. There was. Yeah. Kane had every reason in his favor to not grant custody yeah so yeah Hmm. interesting theories interesting interesting theories i like how we're just like really pinning it like all this horrible stuff on terry and then we're like turn around and we're like but i really don't think she did it i just think she's a horrible person well not like a horrible person a horrible parent yeah she really wasn't the best parent yeah i mean she could have Here's the thing. She oh. could have been just a like a nice person, two kids. Like I'm a good person, two kids. Do I think I'd be a good parent? No. I forgot. So one of the reasons that Desiree thinks that Terry did it is because at one point Oh my god, at one point in the early stages, early stages. of the investigation, Terry talked about Kyron in the past tense. It was before it was really early on. But Terry was talking to Desiree and Terry said, I loved Kyron. Like, loved is in he doesn't exist anymore. And that's one of the things that Desiree points at that she's like, why would you talk about him in the past tense unless you knew something happened to him? Okay. I know this is a little different, but <laughs> actually it's very different. Um, I said, like, when I was, if I'm like, was was dating somebody, horrible relationship, you remember the divorce thing before we were even divorced i remember sitting in counseling going i loved him right like it was already done but that's past tense yeah that's that's the whole thing is that's a subconscious slip that terry made but i mean maybe she already you know this is me playing if you truly believe that there's a chance that your child could still be alive you don't talk about them in the past tense true but she this is me playing devil's advocate. Maybe she didn't think he, like, maybe she's, she came to the conclusion there might be a chance that he's not. Because depending, depending on when this was said, how early in the, if it was like. I think it was within the first year. Okay, first year. I can get that. If it was like the first month, like few, like first week. This is what I'm saying. The first week and she said that, I can see it as a slip up. I'm saying if this was like a few months and they've already checked all these other places. I feel like even a few months, like, parents who lose children don't give up hope. It's that it's that thing that, you know, parents that lose their children, they don't touch their bedrooms. Mm. So if you go to a parent's house and the missing child's bedroom is packed up, it is a huge red flag. Maybe I'm just... I, I like to move on a lot quicker. Than- I, I think so. Because... And- you don't get it because you're not a parent. Yeah. But when you're a parent and your child goes missing, you don't you don't talk about them in the past tense. You just don't. Hmm. 
Okay. So that's I know that's one of the things that Desiree harps on that she thinks Terry did and it because so early on she just was she well, was using these past tense words. It's now this is just I hmm I feel like I'm getting really stuck on this like the whole like well I mean she was the step not the stepmom and not the actual biological mom even though she like basically raised Kyron. I mean there could have been still that this isn't a slight disconnect. Yeah, that slight disconnect, especially if she was having problems with Kyron. Like if all these hate emails <laughs> were right. a real thing, like can she expect anything more than her sa- thinking he's probably dead? I feel like it's a stretch to go from you know your child is a holy terror to I think he's dead. Like that's almost wishing he's dead, which is just as bad. <sighs> That's right. I don't know. Yeah, that I feel like so even if it is that she thought he was dead. Did the dad ever say anything about him in the past tense? No. 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 Hmm. And that's why Desiree is so focused is on Terry because she used this past tense when talking about him. I don't know if you've seen, but that's actually a really big red flag to police too. When okay. they do investigations. Um, there's this was it was it Chris Watts? It may have been Chris Watts that when he was talking about the guy, the family annihilator in oh yeah, yep, 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 who killed his two daughters and his pregnant wife. Yep, 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 yep. I'm pretty sure in one of his press conferences where he, he talked was saying about them in the pre- he yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. them to come home, he talked about them in the past tense, and I that remember. was one of the things that people looked at with him. <laughs> I guess for me, it's just it's been this long, and Terry's never actually been suspect like yeah rolled more into an actual suspect rather and they kind of they didn't like rule her out but they stopped really looking like putting effort into looking into her right too much after that first year because they're looking at Dee. because they're looking at Dee. <laughs> <laughs> still i don't know but i i would really like to hear what other people think about i want to hear theories i, think I do that's my i want to hear theories that Oh. I want to hear theories on why people think Terry did it with, like, actual real facts to back it up and not just rumors. Like, if somebody has information that you can actually find about, like, the child abuse to Kyron, I would love yeah. to see actual evidence of that. I couldn't find it. See, that's why one reason. I mean, there's, like, some things where I could say theories, but I could never, like, be like, yeah, this is exactly what was going on. Right. And- did and his mom ever, like, say anything about the child abuse? Because I feel like if there was child abuse no going idea. on. But the thing is, if there's child abuse going on, his mom should know. She saw him what, let's say, let's say, like, a normal parental thing, at least, like, every other weekend or something like that. I don't think they do. See? I, I got the feeling she only saw him once a month, maybe. Yeah. But and I don't, I, hmm. It's really easy to time that kind of stuff. Bruises only take a week to two weeks to heal. Um... I don't know. I bruise like a banana. And I it's do there too. For how many years? It's there for years. <laughs> I I would like to hear people who think Terry did it, or even other theories that are not based on rumors. So honestly, you know, I don't care about theories that say Terry did it because she was sexting this other guy. Yeah. No. Getting rid of a child and having an affair are not the same thing. No. So. If anybody has actual 
like factual evidence to point towards someone who's interesting. <laughs> because actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I actually really like my theory of <laughs> Chris was over here like I I solved the case, guys. I solved it. <laughs> and then also, I just wanted to point this out that if you know anything about Kyron, like you, if you look up Kyron Harmon, if you know anything about him. They are still taking tips from, like, the uh, county sheriff's department, like, their tip line. So, the phone number is 503-261-2847. Or you can do the 1-800 number, which is 1-800-THE-LOST. Also, this shouldn't be your motive. You should just be a decent human being. And if you know something, let them know. But there is a $50,000 reward for him so just so you know i mean please so if you know anything who knows maybe somebody do somebody doesn't yeah just so you know anyway thanks for chiming in we'd love to hear from you follow us on instagram and comment and tell us what you think or our facebook page or i don't and yeah. Those are like the only two places you can really send anything in. Yeah. Uh, you can also email us <laughs> oh, at email. alternativeinterestpodcast at gmail.com. I am looking at getting a blog or a website set up for <gasps> us soon. Yes. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.